Welcome to the Genesis Speaks podcast, the transformative power of women's stories, a platform that empowers women's storytelling to promote collective vulnerability, acceptance, and healing. I am your host, Jennifer Malcolm, self-made entrepreneur, women advocate, and life balance expert. Welcome to Genesis Speaks podcast, the transformative power of women's stories, where every woman has a story and every story matters. And with me today is a longtime friend, colleague, travel partner, companion, Dolores Presley. Excited to um, have her with me today. And I have a little bio, and then we're just going to jump right into your story here, Dolores. Today we have with us Dolores Presley, CEO of Dolores Presley Worldwide and founder of She Elevates. She is an international keynote motivational speaker and executive life coach who has dedicated her life to empowering and elevating women in business. She is an author and co-author of several books, including Believe in the Power of You. She is renowned for her inspirational leadership in business and has taught women around the globe how to have a powerful presence and live confidently. Welcome, Dolores. Thank you, Jennifer. <laughs> so, so I'm just going to dig right in because you have your hands in so many different things throughout the, I've known you for about 10 years. I've seen you put your fingerprints in all sorts of things, empowering women, speaking across Northeast Ohio, nationally, internationally, and just wanted to hear a little bit about your story and then we'll dig into some of the different pieces of um, who you are. Absolutely, thank you for having me. You're most welcome. I just love empowering women and girls. I think my mother said I came out the womb going girl power. She's like, <laughs> where did you come from? I've always just wanted to empower women and girls. And my story goes way back to when I wanted to be a ballerina. And I think I was in like first grade, something like that. And my best friend and I got the opportunity to go get signed up for dance. And my mother signed me up for tap dance. And I wanted to be a ballerina more than anything. But Jennifer, they told my mother that I was too fat to be a ballerina. Wow. So I had wow. to take tap dance. Wow. Okay. No. Yeah. So as a small child, you're already dealing with image or things that you can't do. You know, someone limiting you to what you can and can't do. And how did you navigate or migrate from there? I think that was wonderful that they did that to me because I think as a little girl then, I was like, no one is going to rob me of my dreams. No one is going to be able to tell me what I can and cannot do. And even as I go to high school, my guidance counselor said I wasn't college material. And she said, you should just take a trade. But I did go to a vocational high school, sure. so I could give her that defense. She was like, no, just do a trade. And of course, I didn't listen. I love it. <laughs> tell me no I, go for it. I love it and then as I fast forward I decided I wanted to be a model and I was a big girl I wore a dress size 20 and it was not heard of about 35 years ago hardly sure and I started one of the first plus size model agencies in the United States I love it I love it the wow. power that's what happened the power of no into creation that's outstanding that's amazing. And how long were you do uh, running that business? 18 years. Wow. That for 18 years. And just when people tell you no, and listen, your dreams don't come with age limits. Mm-hmm. Jennifer, guess how old I was when I took ballet? Because I ended up taking ballet. <laughs> they were not going to rob me of being a ballerina. That's amazing. I'm, I'm going to guess uh, 
13. Yeah, right. <laughs> six zero. I was 60 years old when I went and signed up for ballet. Good for you. Lesson, so. Good for you. That's awesome. And I love that, I mean, as a small little part of your story as an, in your early childhood, how, again, you wouldn't let that no have power over you. And whether you're 13, 20, or 6-0, and taking a ballet class to overcome someone else's obstacle or um, stopping something within your heart, I think that's a phenomenal. That's great. That's awesome. So tell us a little bit about how you got started into the business because now you are a worldwide speaker and you have lots of different, you have a nonprofit, you have your for-profit, you're here in Northeast Ohio. I know we're all kind of sequestered in, in our, in our cities right now because of uh, COVID, but what was the inspiration or what started you on this journey of empowering women beyond your own stories? Yes. So to really become a professional, I was on a call. Back then it was phone calls, like a teleconference. And I was talking about how I was speaking out for plus size women. So I had the opportunity to be on all types of shows, uh, Entertainment Tonight, different shows, and constantly being an advocate for plus size women. Not for obesity, because it's right. important that we were healthy. Sure. So it wasn't that, but it was that you can love yourself at any size. Love who you are right this very moment right this very moment and i tell women to look in the mirror talk to themselves say i'm beautiful and keep saying it don't don't answer yourself but just keep on saying those things and believe me your mind is so powerful you will begin to really believe it awesome. so i was on a call and he was like are you a professional speaker? And honestly, I didn't even know because remember, I was an elementary school teacher. Right. I was an elementary school teacher, still had a full-time business, Dimensions Plus Size Model Agency. And he coached me, God rest his soul. I never even got a chance to meet him. His name was Bob Loy, but he coached me, lived in California. And um, he told me all about how to become a professional model and how, not the modeling, but how to become a professional speaker. Okay. So that was the history. I started realizing that I could get paid for something that I used to get paddled for because I got in trouble for talking too much all of the time. That's awesome. And that's so that's very similar. Growing up, I always had straight A's, straight A's, straight A's. The only comment was Jennifer, Jenny, because I was known as Jenny back then. Jenny talks too much. She needs to learn to keep her mouth shut. So all this, all these years later, again, how you take the power of something and now you get to be paid for it as well. That's awesome. And what, how old were you around this time when you started your professional speaking? See, I would say I've been speaking professionally for about 35 years. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. So was there women along the journey that also, I know your mom's been a huge person in your life that we were talking even as we were prepping for the call of things that impacted you, but were there other women throughout your career that you that really inspired you or really encourage you to find that voice to a overcome your own stuff but b then be on the platform to really encourage and gift that same essence to other women yes my number one person was of course my mom she was my cheerleader i was bigger than everyone else i had kind of take my shoulders and hump over because on the old days they have the class picture and i was taller than everyone but she'd say stand tall but, but believe it or not marilyn i 
still talk to my fourth grade teacher. Her name is Marilyn Swain. I wow. spoke to her today. Her awesome. day was yesterday. Was it yesterday on our my anniversary, the twenty third? And she turned eighty five on the twenty third. Okay. And I just remember being in fourth grade and being in the front of the room. And she was like, "Dolores, you can do anything." And I was back in the day bullied because of my size. Wow. And she would always say, "No, Dolores, you can do it." This woman still at 85 years old still talks to me. I used to host a radio station uh, at a radio station, a radio show. She'd come to the radio station uh -huh. and she just stopped sending me birthday. Well, my birthday is coming. Yeah. So, but, <laughs> so maybe she will. She might. So that's what I'm saying with someone invest in you like that, a teacher that says you can do it. And I've never, ever forgotten that. I love it. And you're talking about, you know, two women and, you know, obviously your mom's been a part of your life from early, obviously from the beginning and then fourth grade and how that puts a backbone of confidence in the midst of people saying you can't do things. And, it, and the mantras that you were just saying to look in yourself in the mirror, tell yourself you're beautiful, tell yourself those those truths and retraining your mind and brain over things that we all deal with self-image issues. We all deal with I'm too skinny, I'm too fat, I'm too short, I'm too tall. My hair's too this, too curly, too straight. You know, we all have those things that are insecurities in our own essence. And if we, when we start really loving ourselves and believing the truth and dis, dis, really throwing down the lies, the power of walking in that confidence. So what an amazing gift that you, A, are walking in, but then to be able to multiply that into other women and now young girls as well, it has to be incredible. I'm just so excited about it. So as I mentioned earlier, I was an elementary school teacher for 27 years and I still own the business 25 of those years. But when, and I'm going back to childhood, so that's why I think it's so important. When I was in the fifth grade, again, we're talking about young, I got an opportunity to go to the Ohio Theater in Canton, Ohio. It's no longer here. I got a chance to spend time with the owner. Don't even know his name now, but it made such an impression on me. My parents didn't know about entrepreneurship. All they wanted me to do was get a good job and work. They really even didn't encourage me to go to um, college. They kind of mentioned it, but they didn't like, don't have the funds and blah, blah, blah. When I was a fifth grader. So now She Elevates gives girls opportunities. We call them She shadow program where they can shadow women and they can follow them in their companies or they can follow them in their businesses. So we must shape the minds of our youth right now. And they're never too early. I tell mothers to talk to your babies in the womb, you know, yeah. just something that needs to be done. No. And it's just, it is, it's a power of words and encouragement. It's the, the power of life, you know, words have the power of life and or death. And when you speak life into people and you breathe that into people and you really transform the thought pattern of your own self-doubts or worthiness issues or what people have said, you know, about you throughout the years. And I, I said this the other day that, you know, the mantra that says sticks and stones will break your bones, but words will never hurt. The words are the ones that hurt the most and they just stick. And you remember the things from early childhood from being, you know, teased on the playground or you know a, a boyfriend that broke up with you or something that happened that really just somehow gets a, a a hook in your soul and really speaking those truths is is amazing so tell us more about she elevates because i know this is your passion and baby right now and you've been working so hard to transition some of this because of the pandemic and 
uh, making it even more accessible. So love for you to kind of say, you're, you're, you're starting to tell me how maybe where the seed of the dream came from, but start with the seed and then go to where you're at today in the, with the tree in the full bloom. <laughs> well, I just believe it's a gift from God. And Jennifer, I was speaking in Florida and God had been telling me to do She Elevates and, you know, we get really busy and we just don't really listen. And I came off the stage in Florida and I heard clearly, I don't know about the faith of your audience, but I have a strong faith. And I heard God clearly say, do She Elevates. He, he actually said, didn't I tell you? You do not want God to say, I didn't tell you. <laughs> I love it. I was, I came off the stage and the people probably thought I did so great. I was crying. I'm like, God, I promise when I get back to Ohio, I will start it. And literally that's how She Elevates was birth. And She Elevates is a nonprofit. It's a 501c3 that empowers girls to be confident leaders, entrepreneurs, and CEOs. They can work in a C-suite, but so some girls might not really want to start their own mm -hmm. business, but we're teaching them to be such powerful leaders that they can run the company even if they don't own the company. Jennifer, we teach them to be girl bosses, but listen to this. It's not just about a boss bossing people around. It stands for bringing others success and significance. Wow. Wait, wait, I got to show you this. It's <laughs> I love it. So, <laughs> okay, what is that? You're like, Dolores, you're just going on. I know. Oh, that's, they have a boss box. There's a boss box with all these girls. Bringing other success and significance. So we have this boss box that's going to be delivered to girls because of COVID, but this is one thing about things that happen that seems like they're bad. I want people to know that good travels with bad. Absolutely. So we normally have the academy in person at Stark State College, because we want the girls to know the college experience. Sure. Things. But we had to do it online this year. So this year, She Elevates Academy will be online. We already have girls from all over the country registered, and they're going to get that box with a lot of amazing things in like glasses so sunglasses where they can see their future it's so bright they're gonna have mirrors in there i don't want to tell everything ah, i love it a lot of good i love it i love it delivered to their home can you imagine being yeah. an 8 to 14 year old and getting a box with all these great things delivered to your home i it love empowers it you just that box alone it empowers me looking at it on my desk <laughs> I love it. Well, and that's the beauty too. You were just saying, you know, that good travels with bad, like the ability to now even go outside the geography of Canton, Ohio, and now you're you're planting these seeds all over the nation. Like that even what what can grow and sprout from that? Like you're just sowing seeds all over and really instilling hope and confidence. And when I saw the boss thing at first, I was like, that's kind of a negative word. But when you explain it, you know, you're like, you know, cause you think bossy. And so it usually has a negative context. But when you say, you know, th that she's a boss and you get a boss box with the meaning, I love it. That's awesome. Have you ever heard, and I, of course I was called bossy, but I'm really not. I'm a leader. And little girls who are leaders, they call them bossy. But have you ever heard anyone say a little boy who's a leader is leading people? They don't call him bossy. They no. call girls bossy. So I'll take it. I'm bossy, but I'm bringing <laughs> other success. And that's very true. Because when you started to say that sentence, I was really like, I've never heard of someone say to a male or a boy, they're being bossy. It's always a female 
And it's always said in a usually negative, but no, we're assertive and a leader and confident. And those are amazing attributes to have as well. So how does a girl get involved with your program? So they can go to our website, of course, sheelevates.org. And there's different ways to get into the program. One is the academy, which is happening online, as I mentioned earlier. And the girls start with us in between the ages of 8 and 14. But then we have another program after that that they can go to after they get older than 14. Well, they can go to the program before. But they can stay in our program till they're age 21. So our goal is to bring other girls who's been in the program to help along the way, and they can stay until they're 21. Once they start at age eight, well, we've only had it a couple of years right now, but as we see it, like one of our young girls, her name is Bathia, and Bathia has a card business, and she's going to be one of the sheroes, and we have sheroes, these of course, like heroes, heroes. (laughs) and so she will be talking to the other girls, and she's going to talk about her experience in being in the academy. So how do other women so I know you have different people who help instruct and and are there with you um, either obviously at start college when you're in person and now with the online but how do other entrepreneurs people get involved is there an opportunity for people to help or what does that look like Uh, help are you serious absolutely (laughs) we need so much help because the vision that god has given me is so huge so if someone wants to volunteer we need volunteers we need donors they can uh, send an email to me at dp at doloraspresley.com they can easily do that they can connect with us on our website we need women and you don't have to have owned a business if you'd like to volunteer we need volunteers in so many ways sure you name it we need it because the vision is huge and now it's gone global we had a couple inquiries from other people outside of the country that's awesome and i wasn't even thinking broad enough jennifer because we were going to have the academy from 10 o'clock till 12 30 because when we were in person, we did it for eight, eight o'clock. Right. And so I thought, oh, let's start late. But then I started getting inquiries from people on the West Coast saying <laughs> three o'clock is too early. Right. So change it to 12. So that just yeah. tells you how yeah. much it's going to go global. And just think when you start having global, then you're going to, you know, you're going to have to have that uh, person in the middle of the night that's like, all right, I'm, I'm a night person. I can teach in the middle of the night. Not volunteering for that shift, but... <laughs> As it goes global, though, you have to, you really have to put it in different elements of how do you keep engaging an audience, girls, et cetera, when it's around the world. So that's awesome. I love the vision. And I love that even that you're saying that's a large vision. I know in my heart that you probably still don't even know the fullness of it yet, because if you open one door, how much more is behind there than you can ever think, imagine, hope for, and it just is going to continue to grow. You also talk about the power of you. So that's one of the key phrases that you use. One of you go into what that means, how it was birthed, and and, and give, give the audience a little bit of insight on that. I think people are more powerful than they've ever been taught to believe. I believe that you have power in you. I think that it goes untapped so many times. And I have, like you said, I haven't had a book about that. But your power is inside of you. And I talked a minute about affirmations, but I have something that I call faith affirmations, where you affirm something in your life with your faith. 
So when I wanted to be on Oprah Winfrey show. Yes, I mean, we'll have to go back to that story too after this. So I'll put a note here. <laughs> but I affirmed it. I would say every day I am on the Oprah Winfrey show with my black jacket, my black skirt, and some red high heels, high-fiving with Oprah. And when you do affirmations, or if you want to call them faith affirmations, they must be in the present. So you don't want to say, well, I want to write my book. No, I'm writing my book. And so I would say I'm on Oprah and people would look at me like I'm crazy. Like, how do you think you're going to get on the Oprah Wing for sure? You have so much power, but you must practice it. And that's why I say, talk to yourself, say those things to yourself. What are you reading that is empowering you? I remember I was waking up in the morning and I was looking at my phone and looking at Facebook, but is that really empowering me? I need to do something in the morning that I'm reading that's going to feed my spirit, help me grow in business, help me to be a better person. So what are you doing to empower yourself? I think that you should take 11 minutes, thing, put your feet up, whatever it is every day. Yeah. Because we must practice self-care because you can't take care of others. You know, that old adage on when you get on that plane, they tell you to put your mask on first. It's so true because you cannot take care of others, but you can be an empowered person. So tell us about that day on Oprah. Oh boy. Because you still get giddy about it. I love it because I've heard the story before and you still light up and get giddy. And I'd love to hear a little bit more about that story and share with our audience as well. First, it's a lesson of tenacity. I had sent my book, and she didn't even mention my book, by the way, but I had sent my book to them for two and a half years before I even heard one thing back from the Oprah Winfrey show. How many of your audience would have given up after the first year or something? So that's the story of tenacity. I'm driving down the road. My cell phone rings. The lady says, I'm a producer from the Oprah Winfrey show. I put my phone down, which I asked her to hold on, which I should have never done. Don't do that. If someone calls you... <laughs> On the phone, but I just said, thank you, God. And I picked the phone back up and she was still there, luckily. Thank goodness. Yes. <laughs> and they told me that I would be talking about teaching in America because I was a teacher. Remember, I still owned a business and was a teacher and still an author and still a speaker. But I wasn't even, that didn't even happen. It was her favorite thing show. So when I got there and my students got a chance, they didn't get to go to Chicago to the show, but my students got a chance to be featured on the Oprah Winfrey show. And it wasn't even about teaching in America. She just loves teachers. And I got awesome. all those amazing gifts. And my best friend that I mentioned earlier, Marisa, who got to be the ballerina when I didn't get to be yep. the ballerina, she got to go with me and got all of those things. So she still owes me. Even I took her son to have a chance to meet Michael Jackson. Can you imagine? He loved my, he was only like six. But she owes me for Michael Jackson. I can't wait for her to hear this podcast and be like, here's my list of things. I already know. <laughs>
didn't have the power. I mean, how did I even get a chance to meet Michael Jackson? Uh, how did I get a chance to meet some of the most incredible people? But it's the power within us, and it takes action. It takes work. We talk about the girls and, and being in an academy, and it's going to be fun, it's, it is engaging, and all these things, but it takes work. Right. To be an entrepreneur, it takes work. I have this one thing called decaf, and decaf is really not the drink, but it's an <laughs> acronym for making a decision. So decide what you want. E is for being empowered. C is for commit. A is act. You can't do anything with act. And F is for focus and follow through. Right. So if you just do that to bring power to your life, it will you, you will be empowered. I use decaf this day for everything. And I think it's interesting because you've you really hit on it. You're saying the words in the moment. So you're saying in present tense, which is important. I am an author. I am writing my book. I, you know, I am on Oprah Winfrey instead of I will be someday. Because that's I think most people will say like, hey, I would dream in my heart that someday I'll be on Oprah or someday I'll write my book. And someday often um, doesn't come. And I actually, when I was dating my husband, we were in this, you know, he's like, well, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll go there someday. And I'm like, nope, I don't believe in someday. I don't believe in someday because someday never comes. So you have to plan it. You have to be actionable with it. And so I think that piece of present tense talking and affirmations to yourself, but you also have to put work behind it. So even if you would have affirmed it, but never reach out to Oprah or been tenacious about reaching out and continuing to reach out for two and a half years, the likelihood was you wouldn't be on that on the show. There is putting those two elements together, present tense and tenacity with your action item. That's awesome. What's some, I'm gonna go a little bit off script here. What's something that pe most people don't know about you? That I love to dance. I, I love dancing. I love, I love singing. And there's one thing that I don't share a lot and I'm gonna share it today. It's all about powerful story. <laughs> When I was newly married, I ended up with endometriosis. Mm -hmm. And then I've been married for 41 years, so that was a long time ago. And it was considered um, the white woman's disease. And they were saying that black women don't get that disease. So they didn't even look at me for that disease. And unfortunately, it was all over my organs and I wasn't able to give birth. And that was the <sighs> one thing. If anyone knew me when I was little, I was always right babies. I had every baby in church. And, and so that was a devastating floor moment for me. And, um, and I didn't even share it for a long time because my mother, God rest her soul, but she didn't really like telling things like that, you know, the family secret or whatever. Sure. But you should tell things like that because that, there are so many women out there who have problems with infertility and not able to give birth, but they can see someone who wasn't able to give birth, but I had all my children and I do have two beautiful, oh my gosh, great grandchildren, grandchildren, two boys. They're my husband's children, but they it. are my children yeah. still. And I have children. Yeah. I had to pick myself up off that floor moment because yeah. I could have stayed there. Yeah. And thank you for, for sharing that. Because I know in some of the women that you know have agreed to um, be on the show with us have dealt with those issues and either uh, multiple miscarriages. 
actually carrying, you know, a child to nine, nine months and then losing the child during childbirth, infertility, adoption, fostering. So we have a lot of those that, you know, motherhood can look very unique and very different, but it is a, it's a heartstring topic for a lot of women. And it's a lot that I've heard through the years, well, it's kind of a private issue. Don't talk about it, but the power of talking about it is in the healing journey and the healing of I'm not alone in the isolation, in shame, any of those things that come with not not having something that, you know, is in your heart. And no, so thank you for sharing that. But I would love to see you dancing. And you did just have your uh, anniversary uh, a couple days ago with Grant. And you said it was 43? 41 years. 41 years. Um, and I love looking at your pictures on Facebook because you guys always have your romantic from your, your wedding pictures all the way through your professional pictures now with him. And I love that um, you guys do so much together because I've seen when you're doing um, your conferences and you're doing things, you know, he's right there by your side, loving you, supporting you, cheering you on. And that's an amazing, amazing man in marriage. So love Grant it. is amazing. And he is so romantic. I am. I can't say I'm the most romantic, but he is. And he keeps, he just keeps giving. He's so loving. And that's really a blessing because I coach a lot of women and I have some women that I work with whose spouses or partners are not really down with helping them and not really supporting them. So I am very thankful to God yeah. to have a husband. And I know you do too that supports what I am doing. Yeah, when I um, started talking to him about this dream in my heart for this podcast and um, Genesis Speaks and where where I wanted to go and he was like, all right, like he's right there be- beside me, encouraging me. He's, you know, uh, helping edit. He's helping, you know, me formate, formulate some words and pulling things together. So having, you know, a strong partner that um, supports strong women, bossy women, <laughs> leaders, <laughs> leaders, no, are, is, is, is an essential. So I, I'm very, very grateful for that. There's another term that you use often is uh, carry as you climb. So what does that phrase mean? It means take someone along your journey. I think every woman should have a mentor, they should have a sponsor, and they should have a coach. So most people are familiar with all of those, like I coach women who want to be speakers or women who want to grow their businesses or women who just really want to live the life that they want and need someone along the way. But a mentor, and I hope everyone has a mentor, and I hope every person, not just women, will be a mentor for another person. So that's just helping them, helping them, they have questions, answering them. A sponsor is a little different. A sponsor is more in the corporation. A person who is there, I may talk about how amazing Jennifer is when she's not around. And that's what a sponsor is. They help you as well. So I think everyone should do that. So carrying as you climb means you're taking someone else along. So me, I've had an opportunity to be very successful. There's a quote by Chuck Palahniuk. It says, and it's a little different so but listen to this. <laughs> it says we all die the goal is not to live forever but to create something that will hmm. and that's kind of how she elevates was birth i want something and not it's not about dolores but it is about something that will live long past dolores right. and it will make a difference in the girls lives even parents from last year when the girls in the academy they tell me their daughters are so confident that they don't even recognize their daughters 
caring as you climb is taking other people with you in the corporate, everywhere, you know, wherever you are. If you own a business, take someone else. Don't climb with you. Don't climb with an empty bag. Um, and I and I guess that that piece, you know, I other people would say, well, that's a coach. But I think you're saying very distinctly that like there's different elements for each of those. And if I have to be all three, it's very intentional to say they look very different. They have different whys and they have different outcomes as well. What are some other ways to help girls or young women to be empowered? First of all, you should be speaking, and I what I call life into them. But watch how you speak to girls. How do you talk to your children? What are you saying? Because those things resonate with the children and what you're saying around them. You just can't say anything. I meet some young girls who, to me, they are much more grown than they should be because they've been exposed to so much and there's so many things on television, on the internet. So to empower a little girl, just give her limited time. Now, I'm not saying don't let her be on the internet or anything like that, sure. but look at what she's watching. Look at what she's saying. And most importantly, listen. Listen. Is she talking to you when she's out of school or what is she? Just be really intentional about listening to her and what you say to her because the power of words the yeah. power of words is yeah. so powerful yeah. I, people, and you, you said early like sticks and stones right. but words will never hurt that's a lie because words yeah. do hurt they absolutely mm -hmm. well and, and in, in the essence of the words too like it is it's a constant record in your mind so things from childhood things from being a teenager things from different walks of life you have words that people try to stick on you so you're this you're that you're and and it and they're hurtful and you do have to then be very cognizant which goes back to what we were talking about before about your affirmations and the words faith faith emotions that you say about yourself because it's almost like eating you are what you eat you know you you put good things in your body's stronger same with words and mental health as well as that that it's essential to speak life. And, and you know, me raising, you know, I have three um, teenagers, but two are, you know, young women and, you know, 15 and a half and 17 and, year, 17 and a half year old girls right now and watching them become their own, watching my middle one going off to college this fall. There's a lot to say, you know what, I hope all the good, all the confidence, all the positive things that, you know, I've put into her, her, her dad's put into her, step parents have put into her that those come out of her heart when you know she's she's on her own as well and i've full confidence she will succeed but it is in the listening piece because that's what's coming out of their heart and mind and soul it's important that we listen so many people that's you know i talk too much but i am a good listener too <laughs> <laughs> you're just a leader that's all we're just going back you're just a leader um, who are different women um, who inspire you or authors you like to listen to, podcasts? Like, how do you fill your tank? Because you're giving out so much, you know, positive. So what are the things that also inspire you to keep you moving forward as well? 
Well, I am inspired by Michelle Obama. I had the opportunity when she was in Cleveland to get a chance. I didn't meet her per se. And I've been in the audience, which that's shocking, isn't it? But I didn't really do an intentional to meet her. But I'm just so, so inspired by her story and what she was able to do as a former first lady of the United States. She just inspires me to know. That's awesome. And of course, Oprah. (laughs) (laughs) She just doesn't know it yet but she's going to be involved with she elevate see you're just speaking it out there she will be involved she is involved she is involved exactly that will be she is involved in she elevates so when she listens to this podcast someday well we we declared it then (laughs) that's great Uh, but why why do you think and i I know where it feels like the theme on this really is the power of words because even throughout your book your program, she elevates all of this. There's this thematic thing of really the power of words. And in your in your own words, what why is it important for me? Why is it important for our listeners? Why is it important for other women to really understand that concept? And because some people are like, well, that's a little woo-woo or a little fluffy or it really doesn't work. But in your own you know, from, from the mouth of, mouth of Dolores Presley, the why behind that? So you were created for a purpose. You were created for a purpose. But if you don't use your power that you have, you may miss out on some success. You will, just like you mentioned earlier, had I not started sending my information to Oprah, I would have missed out on that opportunity. Your purpose is greater than you. And I want you to touch into your, and you can think woo-woo if you like, but believe me, I know that it works because I've used it and I've coached hundreds of women who have used it, who can't. Matter of fact, I was just uh, on a coaching call this morning and one of my clients who literally, her name is Shalon Barnett. You can check her out on social media. But she didn't even speak above a whisper when I met her. And I gave her a story um, when... I said, you have to speak from your diaphragm. And I, when I was a teacher, there was a famous man there in my room. And she said, she stood up and she said, Mrs. Presley says, always speak from your diagram. <laughs> so Juan didn't even speak above a whisper. And now she's spoken in London. She's been to Africa. She's been all over because she finally believes in the power of herself. So it doesn't matter how much I might believe in you. Right. But if you don't believe in yourself right. and you don't tap into that power, then you're not going to reach your full potential, in my opinion. And I think that piece of you know not allowing others to hold you back, but when that truth pillar, nugget, whatever, becomes ignited in your soul, that I am this, I am a powerful speaker, I am, I'm going to change women's lives one story at a time, because every story has a story, every woman has a story, and every story matters, to really just, when that becomes true in me, it's a lot easier for that spark to ignite to other people, it's just the same with She Elevates, as you've transformed that to an online platform, and now it being able to expand in geography and time zones and throughout the nation and, and that spark comes alive. So it is, I think it's, you know, I can believe the best in someone, I can believe the best in my daughters, but until they believe that truth and they walk in that confidence and they walk in that calling and they walk in that purpose, it's just mom t- telling them something, you know, that 
she has to do as a mom. Um, why do you think it's important for women to understand that they have the power to work for themselves versus someone else? Even if they don't. So even if they, I know you, you, a lot of what you teach is on entrepreneurship, but why is it important to know, hey, I can do this even if I choose not to? Well, I think many times we are role models and people are looking at us even when we don't realize they're looking at us. And so if you're not really using your power, then as I, I mean, I keep saying it and I know I sound like a broken record, but your purpose is so important and you have a reason to be on this earth. So it doesn't matter if you want to be an entrepreneur. It doesn't matter if you want to wash dishes. It doesn't matter what you want to do, but do it to the best of your ability and then share that ability with others because it's just going to make a better world for us. We need to really love. We So many things are going on in this world right now, but if we just let love lead, it would be such a much better world. But if you use your power, it'll be an even greater and that's that's the um essence even with this podcast is you know we're not targeting a certain faith we're not targeting a certain economic status or it's it's just for entrepreneurs we're not targeting an age or a race or sexual orientation even like we are just saying you're a woman and you're powerful and you have a voice and that voice matters and the more that we can instill that love kindness into ourselves first, put your mask on, like you said at the beginning, on the airplane, when the airplane's going down, put your oxygen mask on first. But when you can come from that place of love and acceptance and power, that then can overflow into other women. And that's the, that's the want and the, and the hope for the Genesis movement is that women just become more confident in their own selves. And it doesn't mean that they have to write a book or perform a ballet or be on Oprah. It's just that they're a good woman. They're a good mother. They're a good partner. They're a good contributor to society and work. And and that piece is, you know, really aligns with what you share, what you teach, how you walk your life. That's pretty cool. Don't let anyone tell you about your own self-worth. Once you understand your value, you will be paid your worth. But again, it goes back. If you don't understand that you're valuable, then you won't make the money that you should be making because you're afraid to ask. And women who are in corporate, I say, ask for what you want and then be quiet and listen. <laughs> because we know statistically men make more money than women. But why is that? because we're always making excuses. I could have said, and I mean, there probably was a time you would have said, oh, you have on a beautiful pink dress. Well, this old thing, because women, we just kind of do that. You matter. Don't let anyone tell you different. You matter. So where are you going from here? Because I know that she elevates, but I know there's always dreams going on in the back of your mind. And as you're, as you're working and um, formulating this one and, and pulling all the pieces together, there's other things kind of in the back. Is there anything that you feel good about sharing with our audience today? You kind of know me, right? <laughs> <laughs> I do, but the audience doesn't. <laughs> 
<laughs> so I'm writing a children's book. I won't really give the name of it, but it is a okay. children's book. Yep. And it is kind of sharing my story too about my whole life and everything and being fat and all of that. So that's one thing that I'm doing. I really want to see She Elevates taught all over the world and literally maybe into schools. We may go into schools. I don't know if I want to travel as much as I used to, but now with COVID, you can be a virtual trainer, right? Or exactly. virtual <laughs> so that's kind of where I am, is making sure that this book gets out, yeah. making sure that these girls all over the world are confident and just enjoying life because I, I think you should enjoy life. Going back to your phrase you said earlier, you know, the good comes with the bad you know, the ability to stay home, that the world is even smaller in a lot of avenues, that virtual meetings is so normal, and the opportunity to have a larger audience and a larger expansion in each of those areas has has just really opened up, you know, wide. And for, for our team at Genesis and Associates, we made the transition easier, very easily because we're a virtual company. So the transition was very easy, but it allowed our clients and our colleagues to really step into our space that we were comfortable with. And so instead of driving to every meeting and getting in the car here and there and hustling and bustling around or getting on planes and traveling, like we're able to be more efficient, more family time, et cetera. So there is the, the good that comes with that as well. I actually heard in one of my mentorship groups, find your COVID keeps. So the things that you really learned in COVID, a lot of it had to do, you know, in, in the sharing of this was, family time, family dinners, family games. But what are those things that you really want to keep, you know, as the world, un, you know, goes back to normal and more open? But what are those COVID keeps that you really found uh, through the process of being, you know, at home and with your family that you were like, wow, I forgot. I, I, I cherish these moments and, and those COVID keeps. You have a lot of small, you know, right now being in your homes or wherever, but at the same time, it's so gigantic. There's like, what, 8 billion people in the world? And now you can reach all 8 exactly. billion. Exactly, you know? exactly. Well, there is such a difference. Exactly. Now, but it's still good. Do you have any last minute thoughts for our audience before we wrap this up? I just want you to be the person who you were created to be and I want you to take action. So instead of just thinking about and saying affirmations and all these different things, act on it. Do something that's going to make a difference in someone's life. It may not even be the world's life, but someone around you. So act and do something that's going to make a difference in someone else's and that part of leaving a legacy doing something that is beyond you as well so thank you so much for being with me here today and as i complimented you in our pre-show the pink on you looks amazing so <laughs> i love you always you're always polished and put together and so thank you for being here today thanks to our audience for coming in and listening to Dolores's story. I hope you were encouraged and, and empowered uh, today through this. So stay tuned for our next episode of Genesis Speaks, where every woman has a story and every story matters. Subscribe to the Genesis Movement to empower women's voices and reclaim the power over your own narrative.